everybody from day one <laughs> says, do you have a coffee, coffee shop? shop? You should open a coffee shop. You, why don't you open a coffee shop? Hey, I've got a good idea. <laughs> why don't you open a coffee shop? Welcome to the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. This is our first recording that we have done in 2021. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. It's been a crazy year so far. And this episode is an episode we are really, really excited about. Today we have Pat and John Curry, whose lifelong journeys have led to them becoming the founders of Bona Cafe. Friends would come over and it's like, your coffee's so good. Can I buy some? It's like, well, I only have this much. You can drink it while you're here. Listen to them talk about how John's hobby of roasting coffee beans turned into an expertise and then first caught fire at the farmer's market. We, we enjoy interacting with the customers. And I mean, it was so much work to do that because you're up before daylight, you're brewing coffee, you take it all there, you set everything up. This is an awesome husband and wife team. They've been building Bona in Augusta for over 10 years now. And the greatest thing about them is that they really let their fans and their coffee do the talking. We want other people to be singing our praises as opposed to us going out there going, we're so amazing. This episode is a little bit longer than the average episode and you'll notice that the middle of it is going to be totally, totally commercial free for a while. We knew it was running long when it was happening, but John and Pat Curry have so much to say. They have such full lives and their business and their background of their business is so cool. We really, really just let it ride because we wanted to talk to them about all things Bona and all things Curry and we did not let time get in the way of that. Thank you for tuning in, and we really do think you'll enjoy. Wait, we've done everything that was on our original plan. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Drop the Disc podcast, once again recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. Welcome to 2021 with Drop the Disc. I am super excited to jump into this year, and one of the reasons that I'm so excited to drop into this year is because I know that our presenting sponsor, Nancy Powell, is not going anywhere. Nancy has been a big part of helping us build Drop the Disc and Augusta Podcast Studio for over a year now. We're going to be singing her praises for the next year. And let's go ahead and start with a congratulations to Nancy. Tomorrow, Monday, January 11th, Nancy's going to be having her ribbon cutting at Edgar's Above Broad, officially announcing Powell & Associates is open to the public. Of course, it has been, as listeners of this show know, but the official ribbon cutting ceremony is tomorrow. Congratulations, Nancy. And if you have any real estate questions, if you have any kind of concerns, if you're thinking about you might want to sell, you might want to buy, you just don't know, contact Nancy. She's at Downtown Augusta Broker on Instagram. Go check her out there. And Nancy Powell, Augusta's most trusted broker. Hey, guys, I'm Chris. Hey, guys, I'm David. And uh, we are Drop the Disc Podcast. We have two special guests, and I know y'all are very excited to know who they are. And we are here with... Pat Curry. And John Curry. And y'all are... The owners of Bona Cafe Artisan Roasted Coffee. Awesome. Very clean answer there. Very easy answer. And notice it's not Buona, people. It's Bona. <laughs> we'll get into that. And uh. so before we do this, we should break the ice with this. We have recorded with at least you, John, before 
Uh, it didn't go so well. We're really excited <laughs> for the redemption shot right now. Thanks for coming to the studio. No problem. Yes, thank you for giving us a second chance. <laughs> um, the, I will say the first time we spoke with you, you made us some uh, pour over coffee, which like changed my life. I started ordering pour over coffee <laughs> after that. That's <laughs> our evil plan. <laughs> it's not an evil plan. It's just a plan. So let's take this back though to the first question that we that we like to ask, and that's. Um, and whoever wants to answer first can go because we've got a couple today. Were you guys born in Augusta? No. Um, I am a native Floridian. Okay. Um, and yeah. I'm almost a native Floridian. Okay. What, Valdosta? No, no, no. no. no, 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 no. <laughs> just by age. Before I turned three, I moved, gotcha. to, moved to Florida. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, that doesn't count. I know. She, <laughs> she's actually really a native and a, yeah. <laughs> What part of Florida? Fort Myers, so Fort southwest Myers. Florida. Okay, okay, excellent. Beautiful weather. And yes. so <laughs> when you guys grew up, were you passionate about coffee? Was that like a big thing for you? Not at that point in time. Um, it sort of came a little bit later. Okay. So, John, I'm going to focus on you for, for a minute. Okay. And we'll just we'll direct our questions at you, and then we'll go to Pat afterwards. That way we'll just not confuse as many people <laughs> as possible. <laughs> But when you grew up, you, you mentioned that you moved to Florida when you were young. What is it that you were doing? What were you into? Oh, man. When I was young in Florida, I mainly... Yeah, you can choose what that means. You can choose when to start that. You know, baseball was pretty much what I did um, until maybe teenage years. And then my focus shifted to photography. Okay. Um, nice. And, and that took my... From my hobby as a you know middle school student you know, doing my own photography, shooting pictures of sports and, you know, to my first newspaper job and when I was 16. And that's what I did my, for, for a whole career, basically. So newspaper as in journalism? Yes. or Okay. Yes. Journalism and photography. Yes. Are we talking like Peter Parker, like shooting pictures of things? Yes. Okay. But not like Peter Parker, but yes. <laughs> right. In some I, ways. I, was, I was a photojournalist okay. Okay. for my entire life. And then I was a Boss of photojournalists. And and what did you journal? What was your main subject that you, or was it just everything? <sighs> well, once I graduated from from you know being a student to being a right. full time professional at eighteen, you know I covered profes so professional sports. Did I you go to college? I'm I, sorry, I did not. Okay, I sort of skipped that. You I didn't had need a, it. I had a full scholarship to an art college for photography, but when I went to try to get a part time job. I was offered a full-time job at 18. So, it worked out. And it worked out. Okay. So, and so, like, what were you, what was your broad spectrum of journalism? Man, I, I covered, you know, I covered breaking news. I covered hurricanes all over the world. Um, wow. Fashion in New York. Uh, every sports, professional sports and college sports, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, the NBA, the NFL, the, you know, so not coffee. The Olympics. Not, 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 not coffee. coffee. Not coffee. <laughs> but during that time. The Olympics. Did the you Olympics. say the Olympics? Yeah, the that's Olympics. awesome. Um, during that time, I drank a lot of coffee. Ah. Okay. So that's what started the, you know. Inspiration. The yeah. addiction fueled yeah. the passion, <laughs> allegedly. All right. I just need to stop here because my husband will not tell you this. Okay. So I will. Thank Love you. This. Okay. The guy that you have sitting in your studio today is a three-time nominee for the Pulitzer Prize. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, so He's, for what work? Can you tell us? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't want one, to, but. The, the, most, the most notable one was probably the uh, coup in Haiti. Really? Um, yeah. So. Um, Where he was in the middle of 
a very dangerous situation and I was at home kind of freaking out. Wow. Um, just, yeah, just his, taking some his, photos. His bosses are calling me saying, we talked to John. He said to tell you, don't get upset by what you see in the paper tomorrow. Everything will be, everything's okay. <laughs> and she's like, I did get upset by what I saw in the I paper the next day. Of course, yeah. Um, and Well, that's but, incredible. No clue. We all just learned something new yeah, in Augusta, you. Georgia. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Pat, for telling his secret. You yeah. are so welcome. <laughs> and so, Pat, let's turn to you. So all this time, he's out getting nominated for Pulitzer Prizes, <laughs> taking pictures, but he doesn't want to talk about it. You grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. What was it that you were interested in? What were you doing? Oh, well, um, I was always interested in writing in some form or another. Okay. When I was little, it was poetry and little short stories and this kind of thing. So um, when I got into high school, I wanted to be on the yearbook, and the yearbook class was full. So my um, guidance counselor said, why don't you try the newspaper? And I was like, Okay. Um, so I got on my high school paper and it just changed my life. And um, my parents were friends with someone who ran the circulation department at our local newspaper. And so he gave me the name of someone to call about a part time job working in the newsroom. Um, at the time, it was. How old were you at the time? 17. 17. Okay. 17. So you guys basically did the same thing, yeah. just like cities apart. In the no, same place. No. In the same, in That's the same city. That's where we met. We That's met where at the we newspaper. Met. We met at the newspaper when wow. we were seniors in high school. Wow. Wow. Um, and my, my high school newspaper advisor was a huge photography fan, and she was always telling us, she goes, there's this kid who goes to Fort Myers High, and he works at the news press as a photographer. And she just went on and on about this guy and how awesome he was. And so I'm like, wow, who is this guy? And who's you know in high school, and he's already working as a professional journalist. And so I get to the paper, and that's where we met. And so I knew who he was before we met, knew who he was, respected. Did he know that? Um, you probably told me at some probably, point. Probably, you know, said something. Hey, you know, I, you know, heard about you. But, but at the time, anyway. he didn't know. He wasn't like super confident. No, we went like, to different high schools. We went to different okay. schools. Yeah. Rival you high didn't schools. know your reputation preceded <laughs> you. No, though. True. he definitely did not. Did not. Um, so anyway, we were we were kids. We were two okay. young people working in a very grown up environment right um you know john was already working as a as a photographer and going out and i just dealing with everything imaginable you know shootings and you know all kinds of crazy spot news um and i was what was known as a wire roomie um explain (laughs) what that is okay it's it's a clerk position so back in back in those days this was before the internet before you know anything like that. We're talking 1977. No, 1977. So the Associated Press, United Press International, the two big wire services had um, basically a, like a teletype machine in a, in a room. It was called the wire room. And that's where the articles came in and the photos photos came in. And it was the job of the wire room kids we would go in, we would take the stories off the wire, we'd take the photos off the wire, and we would distribute them 
to the appropriate person in the newsroom, whether it was sports or national news or local news, well, not probably not local yeah. news, state news or features. And so we just went around and we put things in various inboxes. And Interesting. We uh, did uh, dinner runs. Right. Um, we picked up packages from the bus station. Which is how the film got from one office to the other. <laughs> right. Wow. They would put on it on a bus. bus. <laughs> um, we Love did. That. No Google Drive. No, no, no. no. Google film. what? Uh, My original job was actually developing the film that came in on the bus. Right. Before, oh, okay. before I started actually going so, out and shooting pictures. Wow. So, you know, and we did the weather, and um, near Fort Myers is a big um, Greyhound track, racing track. Mm -hmm. And okay. so <laughs> they would have races every night, and the racetrack would call us with the results of the races. And so it, one of our jobs was to input all the race results. And so... Um, you were the first to know. We were the first. Yes. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> You know, you would have the the phone would ring and one of someone would pick up the phone and they'd yell puppies and there's like the barking going on and it was a very strange place to work but we loved it and so it's like okay but so that was my job and okay um, so we just got to be friends because it's like we're the same age and um, we you know we'd go grab a sandwich together that kind of thing right. and. Um, I was taking a photography class at school, and so John was giving me some pointers because I wasn't very good at it. And he was applying for scholarships, and I helped him type up his applications and that kind of thing. And typewriters. Typewriters, oh, yes. Oh, wow, yes. wow. What's that? I'm just kidding. Bad joke. <laughs> so, but, um, so over time, we just, you know, our friendship developed and... We started dating. And did Did you go to Did you go to school? Yeah, I okay. went to the University of Florida. I have go Gators. Go Gators! Oh, oh I just yeah. I found a new fan. Yeah. Wish you had not asked that question. <laughs> That's um, great. Hey, um, what are you complaining about, man? I get it. No, no, LSU beat us again this year. Oh, love it. No. Stupid. Shit. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. We'll, we'll, um, don't Don't I let me that. get down that rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, definitely no. But um, <laughs> so let's talk about this. So you went to university, I John. Did. John, you kind of took the career very seriously and started going down yeah. that path. Yeah. Um, how long was it till you guys started dating? And oh, then we were dating at that point. Pretty quickly. Ex yeah. What did you graduate with at A bachelor uh, of science in journalism with a minor in criminal justice. Interesting. Okay. Very so cool. So at that point, what did you guys decide to do? I went away to a new job okay. at 18 um, in Fort Lauderdale. Youngest photographer they had ever hired. You know, they, it was a big deal because, right. I mean, they had to wait till I turned 18. Wow. Because they gave me a company car and equipment wow. and all this stuff. Was this a guy. This, this this guy. It was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. Still, still so the youngest to, photographer You're going to college and you're so, upset. And then, oh. no, and she, and so I went this way and she went way that way. 325 miles Apart. between Gainesville yes, and Fort we, Lauderdale. Wow. Okay, and again, this is before the internet. This is before long-distance phone plans. Um, we saw each other about every six weeks to two months. Um, a lot of letters. Yeah, I was about to say, you have a typewriter, and you have the post office. And I had a job at the local newspaper in Gainesville. As okay. I started as the night weekend switchboard operator. And one of the perks of that job was, it was called a Watts line. And basically, it was a... It was an in-state phone line. So I could make free in-state phone calls. 
Yes. <laughs> Which back then, any call that was outside of your local area cost you had to exponentially pay for it. more. Right, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. So um, I could call John off the West line as long Very as nice. somebody didn't need it. Yeah. And, you know, there hardly was anybody working at the paper on the weekends <laughs> anyway. So um, what a convenient job. It was great. Um, so, anyway, yeah, we dated long distance uh, for two years and three months. Uh, which is how because long it took me to get through school. I was she did one, a degree in two years and three months. I That's was one crazy. of those people that you, you just that drove people crazy. Okay, I, <laughs> I I took. Do you know what the clap tests are? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you clap out of the class. Basically, I, I clapped out of my first year, so I started gotcha. as a sophomore. Then I that took, takes a lot of work to study and then do all I, that. Then I took maximum number of hours. Every never took a quarter off. I went straight through. So I did a four-year degree in two years and three months. Wow. I graduated on December 13th. We were married on December 20th. That's the motivation right there. <laughs> you betcha, baby. <laughs> that was the motivation. There was this boy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing was, you, you moved to where he was. I did. Fort I Lauderdale, moved to Fort Lauderdale. Correct? Correct? Yep. Yep. I had already, yes, because I had already bought a house. <laughs> you had 19, already bought a house. At, at 19. Wow. Yeah. At 18. 19. 19. Okay, wow. let the record show 19. Yeah. We, 19. We were married about three months after we turned 20. Wow. Um, I, we, we just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary. I was about to just yeah. ask that. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Congratulations. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. Usually when people say, how long have you been married? And it's like 40 years. And then I'll say, oh, we got married when we were nine. But <laughs> and not that far off when yeah. you really think yeah. about it. And at the time, I'm sure people are like, oh, my gosh, what are they thinking? This right. is just... So I, I have to <laughs> ask, babies. Were, he, he had mentioned that he had... Tasted all these coffees, you know. He did. Were you a coffee drinker? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we worked at newspapers. That's so we true. Drank coffee. That's true. Yeah. Oh, all late at night. We worked late at night. Folgers so. best. Oh yeah. <laughs> whatever it was. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever was in the can. Yeah. Um, but I grew up in a family that drank coffee. My dad didn't drink coffee, but my mom drank a lot of coffee, and so I I had had coffee from the time I was little. But she would give me like a, a cup of milk and put like a teaspoon of, of right. coffee yes. and that kind of a thing. It wasn't. Yes. Um, until I was older that I was allowed to graduate to full cups of, of caffeine. When we come back, more with John and Pat on their journey with coffee and also their journey coming to Augusta. David, you and I talk about it all the time. We love beer. We drink beer on the show. We try to share the beer with our guests. And that beer is always Savannah River Brewery because they've been supporting us from day one, and we want to thank them for that. But we also want to talk about some things that they're doing right now they're always making new beer, and they've got two new beers out for the public to try. One is a seltzer. It's specifically a strawberry kiwi. It reminds me of a Capri Sun. Never tried it, but strawberry kiwi was one of my favorite Capri Sun flavors. They also have a new single hop IPA that's brewed with Sultana hops. Not really sure what that means, but I know that you'll be getting some notes of pineapple, citrus, and pine. So go by the Savannah River Brewery and try their new beers. So I have to ask, what brought y'all to Augusta, Georgia? Ooh. Okay, that's a big jump. <laughs> big jump. Because you know, I, I worked in Fort Lauderdale at the paper there for almost 20 years. Right. Okay. Um, wow. We had, we had two daughters. Yeah. And we decided that Although we liked it there, it was a little more fast paced than we wanted. And schools, some the schools were hit and miss at that time. Right. So if we if we were gonna move, we wanted to move while they were in elementary, elementary school. school. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I started looking for jobs. Um 
and I was looking for a newspaper where I could run the department because mm. I'd already had some, you know, by that time I'd been, you know, picture editing. I'd been a assistant director of photography at the, at a big paper. I mean, our paper had half a million circulation. Yeah. At and we point, had tw- yeah. at that point we had 20, 22 photographers. Wow. So, so plus photo editors plus, you know, Jeez. that kind of thing. So it was, it was a big paper. So, um, and ideally we like small, smaller towns, but we also like college towns. Mm. And we really, we really ha- happen to know somebody that, so I applied it in Athens at the Banner Herald, yeah. where I became the director of photography. Wow. You know, okay. and my job there was basically shepherding young photographers, hiring them as their first or second job and, you know, giving them a lot of encouragement and training and mentoring. And then, you know, they moved on to bigger things. And what, what year is this? Uh, they all moved to 98? Athens. 98? 98. 98. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, I think that's about right. we were there for uh, 12 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, okay. Um, during the newspaper collapse, basically, mm. um, I got laid off there. And then January I. January of 2009, you yeah, got laid off. Yeah. And then I pretty much very quickly after that got a job as the visuals director at the Augusta Chronicle. Uh, no, so you, I, you left out a part. You got laid off, and two and a half weeks later, later she got I got laid, laid off. off. Yeah. Oh, so, and we're just whammy. like, what just happened to yeah, our life? Yeah. And what were you doing in Athens? I actually was not working in Athens. Um, I'd been freelance since our first daughter was born in 1986, but I'd gotten a job. I had a full-time staff position as a senior editor with Builder Magazine, which was the official publication of the National Association of Home Builders out of Washington, D.C. So I was working remotely as a, a member of the staff of this. At the time, we were the, the largest circulation trade magazine in the country. Wow. Yeah, our, our big annual publication was with the home, the home Builder Show, the International Builder Show. The thing looked like a freaking phone book by the time. <laughs> I mean, it was like 500 pages. A phone book that they don't have yeah, anymore. I know. Right. Who has a phone book? I do know what that is. Yes. Okay. Um, but anyway, I mean, it would look like an issue of Vogue or Cosmopolitan. It was just so fat with ads. It was wow. so much fun to work at. And, um, I'm sure. And yeah. I thought I would be there for the rest of my career. Yeah. We and thought then, we would be in Athens for the rest of our lives. Loved yeah. it. Just, I mean, the Banner yeah. Held is, is like, I know that name. Like, that's pretty significant paper right there. Well, it used to be. Or every, yeah. Used <laughs> accurate. To be. That's accurate. R.I.P. Yeah. It's one of those. But yeah. so you guys came to Augusta. Yep. Chris mentioned this. Um, right. 2009, what? John got a job here. They needed me here before the Masters. I'd already come to, since, uh, okay. since they owned the paper in yeah. Athens, too, which is really Same company owned Same both. company owned Oh, both. perfect. Yeah. Morris Communications. And um, so they knew me. I'd already been, I'd already helped them with the Masters a couple of times um, as a, you know, photo editing for that. And so. Was that cool? Oh yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's 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 a lot of work. But if you've never been there, of course, it's 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 an amazing. amazing no thing. pressure. Mm-mm. No pressure. Right. None at all. Yeah, it was it was huge. Um, yeah, because you're there. You're the center of the world. You know when that happens. <laughs> yeah. You know and what you do. Um, so, my job was. You know, we had a. It was a bigger paper than Athens, and more staff, and um, I was in. You know, in charge of the photos and the video and the online and all the photo all the photos that we did so that lasted two and a half years two and a half years yeah, yeah. i was thinking we're coming up close to the birthing date of uh or the founding date yeah. of yeah. Bona. and then and then at that point um you know the paper 
pretty yeah. much got decimated. That's I mean, when they sold, a, right? Around that time? No, it was no. after. No, it was quite okay. a ways after that. But, okay. you know, I had we had one of the most award-winning staffs here. Um, literally, um, there's a big seminar, the Atlanta Photojournalism Seminar, where newspaper photo photographers and photo staffs compete from all over the country. And, you know, we were, we were named the best staff. We had wow. like, I don't know, five or six yeah. photographers and... That same year, Michael Hollihan won Best um, Photographer of the Year for Small Markets. Yeah. I mean, just this amazing staff. And So now there is one person. Mm. That That's always unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you should probably back up a little bit because you had already started roasting coffee yes, before you know, we came to Augusta. That's true. Um, yes. Okay. What was y'all's first reaction of Augusta. Oh, moving yes, in. yes. If we can go ahead and do that and then backtrack sure. to when you started roasting. Okay. Because y'all moved into a college so town. I came here first because we had a house we needed to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they, I lived in a loft downtown for a few, you know, I don't know, a few months maybe. Um, but before that, in Athens, um, I started roasting coffee on a little home roaster. Mm-hmm. Um and we had, there was a lot of coffee in Athens anyway that we already enjoyed, you know, the Loved coffee shops, it. you know, with Jittery Joe's there. I knew the roaster there. I'd go in and talk to him. I'd buy green coffee, unroasted coffee, you know, five pounds at a time and take it home and roast that. Um, you know, there were other good coffee shops downtown that I would go to. Espresso um, Royale. Yeah, I liked the Blue Espresso Sky Royale. Kitchen. Before mm. they changed, yeah. Blue was, Sky. Yeah. It wasn't Blue Sky Kitchen. It was just Blue Sky. Blue Sky Kitchen was here. Yeah. Okay. So, um... So we started roasting coffee just for fun and for ourselves, and we loved it. Um, we, it was never going to be a business there. It was just something that we did for fun um, and enjoyed the coffee, and there's a lot of coffee, good coffee already there. Um, but when we moved to Augusta, yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah. much a coffee desert. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were, we were, we were roasting, um, I'm not sure at what point we bought the one-pound roaster on eBay um, because we could only roast, like, five or six ounces at a time in my little tabletop roaster. But mm-hmm. our That's fr- a couple of pots. Yeah. But our okay. friends would come over and it's like, your coffee's so good. Can I buy some? It's like, well, I only have this much. You can drink I, it while you're here. A handful. But, <laughs> but, you know, that's about it. Um, but I'd sit on the porch, you know, um, on Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning, roast coffee for a few hours, and we would have coffee for the week. Right. And um, we did that. Where'd um, you source it from? Back then... Well, when I was in Athens, I would just I would go to Jerry Joe's and they would sell me unroasted coffee. And then we also did what a lot of home roasters do when they're first getting started. There's a couple of companies online that cater to, to home, home roasters. Oh, that's cool. One's, okay. one's called Sweet Maria's and the other is called Berman's. And they'll sell you, you know, like a pound or two pounds, something Five like pounds, that, or a little okay. sampler bags, that kind of thing. Right. And so it's a way to kind of dip your toe in and see what you like and you don't like and your own blends and it's yeah it's it's definitely a cool little community so then we bought a one pound roaster on ebay which again you know we knew we couldn't sustain a company with that but we thought it would be good for sampling we did start the company <laughs> on that roaster really we even we still it, have it we still have it we you know it was eighteen hundred dollars on ebay and um <laughs> used um can't throw that away no no <laughs> we actually and did. at the time we're like oh my god we just <laughs> spent eighteen hundred dollars yeah i know back then it seems you know a lot um <laughs> For a one-pound roaster, yeah. right. that's eighteen hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah. So 
Once we started, the, I started actually selling coffee with that. Um, you have to at that point. And, um, yeah. And then, you, make you know, that money but back. I would have to, you'd have to just, to get very much coffee, you just had to roast and roast yeah. and roast. Um, you know, and I, I have my log books from back then. Wow. From even my little tabletop home roaster, every roast I've ever done in my life. Wow. So you mentioned like unique roasts. Were, at this point, were you like trying recipes and like trying, trying to create things? Well, we were yeah. mainly, we were, but we were trying different kinds of coffee. Okay. And for roasting, it's not just how dark you roast the coffee, but how it gets there. So it's called a roast profile, mm, which, you it. know, on the little tabletop roaster, you had some adjustments you could make, but it wasn't like following a, a roast curve or anything like that. Um, but, um, you know, we started selling coffee. We even, you know, we even rented our first space, um, we installed that roaster for about a month before we got a bigger <laughs> roaster. So, um, but our, as we started out, our retail space was the Saturday market. So it was really just a nights and weekends kind of thing. While I was still at the okay. newspaper, uh, we didn't really. Well, we did that locally grown thing out in Evans yeah. in the springtime, but yeah. it wasn't until after we went full time on it that we started doing the market. And that was August 2011. August 2011. Yeah. So okay. we started doing the market. But we started the company 2010. 2010, yeah. And, okay. um, and I know I've heard people talk about you guys at the market before mm -hmm. and like how that was a really big deal. Oh, it was. We I mean, had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. We, we enjoy interacting with the customers. And I mean, it was so much work to do that because you're up before daylight, you're brewing coffee. You take it all there. You set everything up. Yeah. We set up we took brewers, everything. grinders. So you were brewing of, out there. Yes. But you had already roasted, obviously. Right. Yes. Okay. Right. But we, we had bags of coffee. We okay. had a grinder so buckets. we could grind it for people. We had buckets of coffee. We, you know, we just did. We took the scale. We took the grinder. We took the brewer. We took bags. We took. We did pour overs. Anything. We did, you know. Okay. So at this point, what was the coffee scene? You mentioned that there wasn't a big coffee scene. Like, what was going on in Augusta as far um, as coffee? Well, let's see. There was New Moon. There was New Moon. For a while when we moved here, there was Abby's, Abby's. out in Evans for a little while. Okay. Um, Aromas. It was Aromas. Or P it was PJ's. Then, then it turned into Aromas, Aromas Surrey Center yeah. area. And that was right. there. They seemed more of a, but none, none of them were, I mean, the, uh, the one in Evans, they, you know, they had their roaster set up there. That was the only other roaster. Besides right. It wasn't a roaster at Aromas. No, it was no. just a coffee and, you know, shop where to study. A, an ice cream kind of place. Correct. And, you know, yes. That kind of thing. And Abby's um, was really, they had a lot of focus on flavored coffees. And yeah. Which we don't. So we don't do okay. that. Um, and I believe there was Inner Bean as well off Davis Road. I don't know what time they start, when they started. Maybe. They've been around Maybe. for a while with okay. me growing yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. So I believe they were, okay. they've been there. They've changed, they've changed owners. owners. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think, I think the reason that we didn't get connected with Interbeam when we first came to town is like, we could never figure out when they were open. Yeah. It was yeah. different yeah. owners. Yeah. Yeah. So basically. Um, and Metro. Um, okay. That's true. And yeah. when we first came to town, I've, you know, I walked in and, you know, nothing against Metro. We don't drink. By, mm. by personal choice, we don't right. drink. We walked in and it's like it smells like a bar in here. I smell beer and cigarette smoke. Mm -hmm. This isn't this isn't a coffee bar. Correct. So but, yeah, but just it is kind of turn around now. and walk. I mean, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. They've different done now. such yeah. a good job. Yes, they you know, have. Um, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I was going to say that they renovated. I mean, what like. 
two or three years ago yeah. at this yes. point. Yeah, yeah. And not it's even. so nice. I know. Yeah, it's I love very, that. very nice. Yeah, yes. it's very nice. Um, so you guys kind of walked in without this like really supportive foundation of a coffee scene. That, that yeah. I think I would argue that there probably is more of that now. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. There's no doubt. But how was it? So were, was this a word of mouth thing? I mean, it sounds like a Shark Tank pitch at this point. Like, you know, we were at the market and then people loved it and then it got bigger. Like, it's what pretty, happened? That's pretty yeah. much what it was. We, you know, we, you know, we got, the people just kept coming and they bought it. I mean, that was our retail store. We sold bags of coffee. We made a lot of money at the Saturday market. That was the only place you could get it. Although we had this little space rented back in the strip office place next to okay. where crumbs was which is south okay. yes, now. Yes, yes. Yep. so andrew owned that andrew crumrine who owned crumbs and he rented us a little space back there which where we set up the roaster so that's where we did all our roasting We're like down an alley and yeah, it's in the back so no, it wasn't a retail Man, those space. are the best places though it wasn't yeah. a retail a little space. speakeasy <laughs> it wasn't a retail space but we roasted you know i roasted the coffee there and we had stuff set up to do you know we could do pour overs we had a coffee brewer we have people but, calling us just like we can't find you where are you we're just like i know i'm so and we sorry had people, we had people knocking on you know fi- people did find us back there i don't know how but um but that's where we would do yeah. all our load in and load out yeah. for the market and um yeah our front door was right next to the back door of the collection agency yeah, sort of <laughs> well y'all must have loved the area because y'all didn't move far so right. we didn't. so the it's really this is another interesting story so after she moved joined me here and we and I moved out of the loft downtown the first house we rented is directly behind the coffee shop so really? it's a awesome. little green cottage there. Well, of course, we had no coffee shop. We had nothing. Right. Yes, right. But we and always looked at that building and said, you know, that would make such a cute coffee shop. Was it sitting empty at this no, time? No, no, there was no. people in it. There was, yeah. So it was a home? No, no. no okay, it was, it was our, an office. It was actually the first... Um, Pizza Central. Pizza Central. Oh. Really? Yeah. But it wasn't that at what that time. What a great time. building. Yeah, it wasn't that at that time. Um, okay. I, I think it was... It had been a few different things. It yeah. had been like a little antique shop it had been a florist it, at one time it was a tie-dye and disc golf, golf shop love that yeah. that's yeah. incredible chris would yeah. be shopping there daily um, if it was y'all still could open. add disc golf to so, your brand <laughs> bring them or back not. In. <laughs> okay okay idea crushed but. so um let's you guys were at the farmer's market people yeah. people really like what you're doing yeah what put what took that and turned it into a coffee shop and then there's there's even more well, but we, what took we, that into we were a coffee building, shop you know we were building a big following a okay. big following and um you know then i started going to some restaurants to do trying to do some wholesale i mean all my sales at that time were knocking on doors um i worked at the paper so it wasn't something i did you know i did it on the weekends yeah. i did it in the evening whenever like hey I i've got this i don't need yeah. you to buy this but do you yeah. want to buy yeah. some it'd be nice yeah so we're a and lot we always of time thought we always thought that we could um, it might be something we wanted to do later, right? You know? um, but when we were, uh, you know, a lot of it was we'd go out to dinner at a restaurant and the coffee and was, the coffee would be terrible, and we'd say, "Hey, you know, we really love this, but you know, the coffee we can help you with it." <laughs> I mean, that's that's real though because yeah. that's it's very identifying real. a need. I mean, that's, that's what you did, and 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 it was it's very easy. I mean, I'm not a salesperson. I've never been a salesperson, but it comes really easy with coffee because I know the product, I know what I'm doing, um, and, we and, and we love it. it. And and we go to a, we go to a easy. chef. Mm-hmm. We go to a chef and say, "Look, you know, you're so uh, critical about your food and how it looks and tastes, mm-hmm. and then you serve this beautiful dessert, 
and you have this awful coffee and that might be the last thing people remember is how bad the coffee was. And the chef probably didn't care or didn't think to care. It's true. Yeah. So the wholesale even happened before you guys really opened your first cafe. Oh, 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 definitely. Yeah. 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 So what did drive that first cafe, though? Okay. Just everybody from day one (laughs) says... Do you have a coffee, coffee shop? shop? You should open a coffee shop. <laughs> you, why don't you open a coffee shop? Hey, I've got a good idea. <laughs> why don't you open a coffee shop? You going to give me money? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not And cheap. we do that now, too, because people say, you know, you should open a coffee shop here. here. Right. I said, you want to yeah. pay the $6,500 a month rent? Right. You know? Yep. But, give us six months and we'll open it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, we... Well... One of the big things that led to opening the shop was we got this huge Christmas order. Um, somebody, I was like a hundred boxes or something. It was a coffee and a and a mug, and we we packaged them all up and handled the shipping. And they were stacked floor to ceiling all down the hall, and I mean almost falling on top of us. Yeah. And at that point, it's like. We're out of room. We we need a bigger space, and right. if we if we're mm-hmm. gonna get a bigger space, it's time. It's time to not just have the roaster, but also have a coffee bar. So we've always lived in that neighborhood ever since we've been here, various places, until we finally bought our house a block from the coffee <laughs> from shop. The shop. We walked to the. You shop. couldn't talk the people behind it from selling. You couldn't talk them into selling. Uh, yeah. Maybe not their house. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. It wasn't it's their actually, forever home. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> It's you know I've I've actually thought that it might make at some point it, it'd be like a cool little corporate headquarters kind of Ooh, a thing. Okay. Oh, there country, it is. You know? Okay, just like an office space. Right, it has a great kitchen. Yeah. So we we decided to start looking in that area. We looked at right. everything. Of course, we saw we thought that would be an interesting place for a coffee shop, and we inquired through a real estate agent we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, because we knew he knew the person that owned it and, and said, no, it's rented and they're not interested. And it's like, okay. So we looked and we looked at oh everything that was available that wasn't available. Um, what, what were your top two, top two favorite places that you knew you could move into just to give everybody an idea at home where Bona could have been? Well, um, okay. This is, you want to tell them? Aubin Realty with their really? office on Central Avenue. Oh, wow. It, you know, they said that yeah. looks like that little, yeah. um, I don't know, Swiss chalet or something And for like a long that. time they said they were, they were out yeah. of space and they were going to move out and they thought they'd be able That's to That's where we thought we were going to go. Yeah. Really? So yeah. same street, yeah. Yeah. just down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Literally like two blocks over. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. And that's, that, crazy. that's where we thought we were going to be. And it just, for one reason and another, just wasn't happening and wasn't happening and we kept looking yeah mm-hmm. and then one day i got a phone call out of the blue from the real estate agent we had talked to all those probably a you know year almost before. a year before he said hey are you guys still interested in this building I'm like yeah sure so <laughs> we went over and looked at it and and, and at the time it's like oh my gosh it's so big because <laughs> it was probably almost four times the size of what we were in and at mm. least um and so, yeah, we uh, we signed a lease on it in November of 2012, and we opened in June of 2013. Lots so of remodeling. So you're Lots saying that. that y'all had the idea of it's time to do a coffee shop, and it didn't happen until about a year later? Yeah. That's, we were looking that's for something the right for everybody to think yeah, about. Yeah, no, yeah. we were looking for the right place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A so, lot of remodeling as well. And you know, something that's interesting, we didn't find this out until much later, and I'm kind of glad, we... 
we heard from other people that this was one of those locations that a lot of businesses had been in and mm. failed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And bad juju. <laughs> and, yeah. You would think maybe. And you know, we yeah. knew places like that in in other cities that we'd lived mm-hmm. in. Just like, gosh, you know, nothing ever seems to work in that spot. I and, think Crumbs was that for a little while too. Oh, we loved crumbs. We loved crumbs. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved, loved crumbs. Absolutely. But yeah, it had been a number of things over the years. Mm-hmm. But we um, we never heard that this was not, you know, that this was a, a, a location where a right. lot of businesses had failed. And I'm kind of glad because, I mean, we just like, wow, this is really great. Um, and we've been there for seven years. So That's I incredible. So you guys started this business and... and Out of nothing. Thing. Right. So correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Neither of you went to business school. No. Neither of you are accountants and have these degrees. Oh. No. Well, no, we don't have degrees, but right. um, John has always been very numbers oriented. He's always been, you know, very process oriented in terms of, you know, being able to see the steps that you need to take right. and taking them. And I've been more of the big picture idea kind of a person and I'm a storyteller so but there was a period of time in my career as a freelancer where I specialized in writing about small business operations for national publications I don't know if you're familiar with a website called Bankrate I'm not okay well anyway Bankrate.com it gets Um, quoted in a lot of Wall Street Journal stories about interest rates and that kind of thing so they were doing they were expanding from personal finance into small business writing. And a guy who was an editor there was an old buddy of mine from when I worked at the Miami Herald. And so I was looking for work and he had called me and I was like, business writing? I mean, it's like, I write about music and home and garden and this kind of stuff. But it's like, well, I, I run a small business. I guess I can write about it. But that began a career for me where I spent at least a decade of doing almost nothing but heavy-duty writing about small business operations. So I, I spent my days talking to experts right. in every aspect of running a small business, whether it was right. taxes or insurance or lease negotiations or, you know, you pick a topic about right. running a small business, you're just like, well, yeah, I can write a story about that. And so that was kind of the framework that we came from. And we would sit at night laying in bed reading business operations books, Jim Collins, Good to Great, and mm-hmm. um, those kinds of, of books. And So was it easy for you guys to decide, like, who was going to do what? Like, yeah. was that a yeah, process yeah. or no, from I mean, the very beginning yeah. it was like you knew? It was a pretty clear delineation between who was good at what. And um, that's a big deal. Yeah, that takes yeah. a lot of people yeah. a lot of time. Yeah, um, there there was no arguing. We, you know, over, we had worked, like, No, I want to do that. <laughs> we had, we had worked together before as journalists right, right, too. True. Even though most of our careers we spent for competing publications or different publications, there have been a kind of love that honestly though. A yeah. number of occasions where we got to collaborate and work okay. together and, and worked it, well together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, doing photo stories and, and big magazine features, that kind of stuff. And That's we great. just really liked working together. So and I know a lot of couples are like, no, I could never I could never work with my spouse. You know, you spend all day together and then you come home. You're right. It just was never really Well, I think that's a, a situational thing. I mean, yeah. it sounds like you guys are a really good team. Yeah. I think so. I, think so. <laughs> I mean, 40 yeah. years, come on. I, I yeah. think history proves that, right? Yeah. 
Coming up next, we're talking Bona. John and Pat take us through their journey opening Bona Cafe and growing it into the multi-location business that it is today. If you're listening to this podcast right now, and specifically this ad, and you fit in the parameter of wanting to start a business, maybe you have a really cool idea, but you're just not sure where you're going to work, how you're going to meet people, specifically how you're going to network and grow your business. We are here to tell you right now, personally myself, Chris, is telling you right now to go to the clubhouse. Check out their website, theclubhow.se. That's www.theclubhow.se. I'm telling you right now, you will find that you can start a new business easily with the clubhouse. So you opened the cafe yep. 2013, mm-hmm. right? We're in 2021 crazy right now wow. crazy uh, yeah. right <laughs> so we're still not accounting for seven years talk to us about okay. how the business i mean everybody loves bona talk to us first of all the name you the have name. to talk to us okay. about you the, do name. the name and all then right the growth and and also it in that growth you need to talk about the roastery that's going yes. on yes yes, yes. the education okay. that you're yes. doing for yeah. other co- companies coming up yeah. talk about it the whole okay stairway. so the name um in 2005 for our 25th wedding anniversary John and I went to Italy. We spent 17 days in Italy. I, we had enough frequent flyer miles to fly, fly first class to Italy. And it was awesome. First class is amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is what this is Especially like. Especially on an overnight flight like that. Yeah. So anyway, we spent 17 days driving around Italy. Uh, we drank a lot of espresso and ate a lot of pasta and gelato. And we fell in love with the food culture in Italy. And it's the coffee. Just, and it's just a completely different way, a completely different approach to, to food and beverage. Um, they don't have cup holders in their cars. They don't have drive throughs because people don't eat in their car. Or drink in their car. Or drink in their car. And they're not grabbing something and shoving it in their mouth and not thinking about what they're eating. You know, you sit down and you enjoy a meal. You have a conversation. It's it's just a very different way of looking. I mean, I'm looking here at your face and you're just like, sounds so nice it does doesn't it sound yes i'm glad you read that on my face (laughs) it's like it and it's like and so when we when we decided we were going to start this company we wanted to have an italian name because italy is the birthplace of espresso it's like a culture thing yeah very much so so we knocked around a bunch of different names um some of them were already taken um I really liked the name Bella Taza, which means beautiful cup. And I just thought it was really pretty. It's a nice word. Yeah, isn't it? But it was already taken. Um, We looked at things like... well, so the when other you say, big, when the you other say big, already taken, are yeah. you talking about Georgia or are you talking about the United Georgia, States? Georgia, yeah. Okay. You know, we were okay. looking... Georgia mainly. Yeah, okay. you know, names that were already taken okay. by uh, the department, the Secretary of right, State, right. so we couldn't get those names. Um, and so, we also were looking at domains, too. Yeah. Of course. That's yeah, big, that was a big yeah. thing. Yep. Um, and the other thing that's really always been a constant for us is we really love music so i was looking at musical terms of which are, uh, many of them are italian like the word vivaci mm-hmm. um which in in music means you know a very rapid pace 
but the, what the word actually means is lively. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that'd be a great name for a coffee company. You know, you could have um, um, Taza, again, is the word for cup. So you could have lively cup. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about these kinds of things. And then, but um, Bona Cafe means good, good coffee mm-hmm. in Italian. And, okay, my husband doesn't like for me to tell people this, but about a year after we named the company, um, we had somebody walk up to us at an event and tell us, you know, you've got it spelled wrong. And it's like, what are you talking about? Because spelling is really a big deal to me. (laughs) And it's just like, no, we do not spell things wrong. Well, you know, in English, we don't have masculine and feminine forms of words, but they do. In in Romance languages, including Spanish and Italian, right. So coffee is masculine. So any of the modifiers for the word coffee would need to be masculine. So technically, the name of our company should be Bon Cafe. B U O N. Oh, I Bona, see. Bona is feminine, and co- coffee cafe is, is not ma- feminine. Coffee right. is masculine. Right. So it should be Bon Cafe, but. Um, we just liked the way... Well, we already built the website, Exactly! <laughs> it's like, we've spent a lot of money, and Bona Cafe just sounds It sounds prettier. very nice. And, a, and another thing, you know, people ask about the two Fs. So, yeah. cafe with one F is the place you the go place. to... It's the cafe. ...to drink. Right. That is actually coffee, which is what we do. So, it means... It, the name of the company literally means good coffee. I love it. Can't go wrong. And, you know, and people are just like, why didn't you call it great coffee or amazing coffee and this kind of thing? It's like, that's just not who we are. It's like, it's good coffee. Who cares? And but that goes back to the culture. The culture it really does. is like understated it's but it's very understated. nice. Very much so. Right. We want other people to be the ones saying, oh, right. this is amazing. We don't want to be, it's not in our nature to be you know, very boastful. It's like, we want other people to be singing our praises right. as opposed no, to us going out there right. going, we're so amazing. Right. It's just, that's just not who we are as people. So Bona Cafe, um, and people would, at, at the time it seemed like a really, really good idea. And then somehow we forgot that we live in Georgia <laughs> and that people couldn't pronounce it. And it was yep. always just like, they would call it Bueno Coffee. Or Buona. Well, Buona, Buona, Buona is actually how it Pretty should close. be pr- pronounced in the Italian. But... Um, it's just too hard. So Buona, Buona Cafe is okay to Buona say. Buona Cafe, yeah. But you'd much rather have Bonus just, Cafe. You know, Bona for, cafe. I just tell people, it's like bonus with an A. And <laughs> they'll go, okay. And they can get um, that. But <laughs> trust me, we've thought so many times, like, do we need to change the name? No, do don't do it. We need to change no. the name to something simpler. But it's like, yeah, people know what it is now, so. Absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's how the name came about and. Um, yeah, we like it. <laughs> so y'all have moved on to greater and bigger things. Y'all yeah. have a so second place. She was y'all... talking about how I how I plan things. We literally had was it a three phase or a four phase I've plan? I think it was at least four. A, a four phase plan for the company when we started in twenty thirteen. In twenty thirteen. Okay. Um, literally, and it went way out. You know. Um, and at some point when we were in our, had our roaster, one of the, one of the, one of the parts of the plan was getting a bigger roaster from our big roaster to a bigger roaster. Right. Um, and we did that about 
five years ago, know. almost okay. five years ago. Was that uh, phase two? Uh, maybe it was phase one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. But there were a couple of phases that sort of intermingled a little bit. But okay. um, we had, when we got rid of the one-pound roaster, we got a, uh, I guess it was a 12-pound roaster. Okay. okay, which seems like a lot. Big deal. Is that twelve um, bags? No, twelve twelve pounds. You right, right, right. But twelve pounds at a time. Okay, and then one bag has how many pounds? Or twelve ounces. Twelve we, ounces. We put twelve okay. ounces in our bag. Most gotcha. specialty okay. coffee is twelve ounces. Right. Okay. Um, so that's a lot of bags. Yeah. So compared to what y'all have, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And of course, we had that at the back in the back at Central Avenue. Um, you know, and then we had all our bags of green coffee. Um, one of the biggest deals. And I don't remember exactly when this was. So we've been buying coffee in fairly small amounts still. Um, not to that point, but before that, um, one big deal in our growth was when we bought our first full bag of unroasted coffee, which is 150 pounds. Wow. Full bag. Full bag. Um, you got to be... Does that gotta, get backed up in a truck? Uh, well, that one I went and picked up in Atlanta myself. Oh, my goodness. You know, one bag. It's just 150 pounds, 150-pound bag. Now I get tractor trailers backing up with, and I get, you know, a pallet. 10, 15, ba- right. two, three pallets of coffee. Um, right. So. Um, you have to really like a coffee right. to buy 150 pounds of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. But that was a big yeah. deal. And I still have that empty bag hanging at Central Avenue. I love that. That's um, awesome. The first first full of, bag of coffee we ever bought. Kind of yeah, I mean, I, it was also a lot of money. Yeah. It was, you I know, what, 500, 500 bucks, bucks like maybe for a bag Jeez. of coffee. Green uh, coffee. Yeah. 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 Jeez. Um, so, so that, again, so, it was like. <laughs> and, so, and so at that point, you know, we're roasting this coffee. Um, we hadn't got the bigger roaster, but there's just nowhere. I mean, our 2,000 square feet was jam-packed. Right. I mean, you know, a case of cups is a thousand cups. So we use four sizes of cups or five sizes of cups. You can only buy, get a case. At, there's nowhere to put them, a case at a time. And Not our bags of green unit. coffee, we would have a tractor trailer back up at Central Avenue and try to get the coffee as close to the back door as they could. Then we would have to carry it bag by bag around through up the steps and around into our little cubby. It was... So, you know, it was getting to the point where if we were going to grow anymore, we had to have more space. So, um, and at one point, you know, we went ahead and got the bigger roaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got the roaster before the roastery existed. Yeah, we got the, the larger roaster, which is a 12 kilo roaster. Um, so we can, actually, we can actually <laughs> roast, uh, we roast 25 pound batches of green coffee, but we, we could actually do 26.3, whatever 12 kilos is. If it came to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 25 uh, pounds at a time now, which is, you know, 12 kilos. And we had that okay. roaster at Central um, for crazy. a little while. Wow. And, um, you know, we just couldn't, ro- we couldn't physically get any more coffee in there to roast. It was almost impossible because we were getting coffee so often um, in there. It's like, there was just, no room whatsoever. And we knew if we had a bigger space, not only could we, you know, get more coffee and have it there and not have it having things fall on us, but, you know, we could take advantage of ordering more things at once, more mm-hmm. quantities. Save, um, save money on the margins mm-hmm. the fir- deal. We used to buy yeah. um, coffee sleeves for our cups um, like this that were just plain with one printed, one color black image of our logo on it. You know, it was a very... Yeah, it was Actually, cost effective. I remember that. Yeah, it was cost, cost effective. effective. They came in boxes of you could. Well, they would do as few as like two hundred, I think. But mm-hmm. a box is just like twelve hundred. We used to get a couple they of cases. Just, um, dumped and in they the box. would be dumped in the box. <laughs> it was really bad. And so 
one of the things we wanted to do, and they cost us about a 10 cents a piece. So, and they were just like, you know, very plain. So we designed this coffee sleeve. This is the first thing we had delivered to Reynolds when we got that location. We didn't even have anything in there yet. So we talk about Reynolds. Okay. Tell us about Reynolds. Okay, so, Tell us what that okay. is. So because we were out of space, we were looking for a place to move the roaster to. Right. A place where we could have, you know, we had grand plans um, and and they've pretty much come to fruition. That's, so our Reynolds, our Reynolds Street location, <laughs> which is a block and a half from here, yep. literally a block and a half, we walked here, um, is 8,400 square feet. Yeah. We have so more than four times the size of it's crazy. Central. Shop and we still central. have central, yeah. right? Um, and then so at the there's there's also another side that right. comes up in there too. But so we got this place. We, we we took a long time to renovate it. Of course, we did a dual you know SBA loan where it's part bank part. You know, we just did all that, and it took a long time to finalize that. But we, you know, we borrowed the money to do the renovation in with the purchase of the property and that kind of thing. And we're, we're fortunate to have found that. I mean, we have, we have, you know, at least 20 parking spaces downtown at our location. So, um, but again, we took like a year. Exactly. Looking for the looking right for location. The right spot. Yep. So when was this? When did you pull the trigger, make the purchase? Was, we, we made the purchase. 2017. 2017. Okay. It didn't get completed till the end of 2018. That must have been so frustrating. Wow. But what were you doing in the meantime? No, we had the money. I mean, they right, gave us right. they gave us a bridge loan to do all the renovations, and we were doing all the res- renovations gotcha. and moving the roaster in there. The first thing we did was move the roaster and the green coffee because we needed to get it out of Central. That was probably right. exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, that was nice and a lot of work um, <laughs> to move that giant roaster. But. It was. Uh, but so back to the coffee sleeves, um, we had we designed full color coffee mm-hmm. sleeves. But we had to order 30,000 of them. And that's, that's pretty like, much the number for everything if you want to have it printed. Like, where are we going to put 30,000 coffee well, slaves? But at Reynolds, they didn't take up that much space. It's a pallet. It's, right. it's 30 boxes of 1,000. Yeah. And um, they come really nice and neatly packed. But So that was the first purchase we, we made. Once of, you had that property. Once you had space, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so our Reynolds location. Three cents a piece. Yeah, three and a half of, to four. Wow. You know, yeah. But half at least. But that's such a massive difference between those black and white ones yeah. at 10 cents a yeah. piece. And yeah. these, yeah. I mean, they're Fully beautiful. Colored. Yeah. That's, Fully colored. That's kind of when the light bulb came on. It's like, oh my goodness, the economies of scale that you can access whenever you can do volume. It's a big it's deal. Like, yeah. If you can buy 30,000 cups instead of 1,000. Mm-hmm. And, but, and, and and you guys just got there organically. This wasn't mm-hmm. like you Correct. don't have. Do you no. have any investors or any no. kind of business partners? No, no. no. Um, is that on purpose? At this yeah. point, yeah, we we wanted it to be ours. I mean, I'm not saying that we wouldn't at some time, right? Um, but we definitely like the control. We were approached pretty early on. Yeah. I bet about yeah. people who were interested in investing in the business, and we just weren't ready to relinquish control because they were looking just for equity uh, right. as opposed to straight debt. And I, when did Dave Bullington come to see you? 2017, uh, some mm-hmm. point. Um, About the time we were starting to look for a place for the roaster. or David Bullington from Queensboro National Bank or whatever the name, actual name National is. National Bank and Trust. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, had come 
he'd been in the shop and he was impressed and he came to see John one day. Just to see whatever, if there was anything like, we needed. He goes, right. I want to be your banker. We were not happy with the bank we were at before. I won't even say what that is. Um, it was <laughs> a national you. bank, but um, it, it just, you know, they, they had turned us down for so many things that were even very minimal. They felt like reasonable. Minimal. Yeah, well, I mean, know, we wanted a little increase on our credit line so that we could buy some more green coffee. No, no, you know, it's like that's fine because, and then, the, and of course, they can't make a decision locally either. Mm-hmm. So, but, but that's fine. But, um, so Queensboro has been instrumental in all of our growth since then. Okay. Um, they've, they've been great to work with. But back to Reynolds, um, <laughs> trust, sorry, we, we go off all over the place. Um, that's why we're here. I know. <laughs> But there's a lot there, more than just the roaster and green coffee and the storage. Uh, we have uh, we sell, service, and repair espresso machines, grinders, and brewing equipment. Was that something that started immediately, or is that no, grown I mean, over that, time? That grew while I was doing while I was doing wholesale sales. I always I had restaurants like, you know, can you find me an espresso machine? So I would look for them a used espresso machine, and it's like. You know, I, I really I would, don't want to do this. I found one here and there. And, you know, it's like I really, you know, I wouldn't recommend any buying, buying a used commercial espresso machine unless you know where it's been. You know, because if it sits for a little while, you're in trouble. So I was looking to be a distributor for a machine. And I had a company that was actually looking for distributors. So um, I became a distributor for, for Wega espresso machines, which is big in Italy and, and um, Europe, Europe and Australia. Australia, but not that well-known here. Perfect and, with your brand, though. Yeah, and they're also very close by in Greensboro, North Carolina, so it was easy oh, to get that. to, you know, that kind of thing. You could get so, parts. You know, and, and from, from that. So we had an espresso machine. We've grown since then. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, we sell Slayer espresso machines, which are way up here. Sounds like it. And um, <laughs> They're so cool. They're so cool. <laughs> We have an espresso machine showroom, so we have a few different brands of espresso machines that you can come in and see. There'll always be one setup that you can use or we can train on. And and they being future coffee owners, future coffee shop owners, so y'all are almost educating them on how to. We um yes, and we we do a lot of training. We've we've gone in this direction where we seem to be helping a lot of um, coffee shops in smaller areas get started. That's awesome. Um, so um, we, and we will do whatever they need. If they don't need equipment, we won't sell them equipment. I mean, our main focus is selling coffee, but we can sell and service their equipment. Um, there's nobody else that services equipment around here, um, espresso machines. Um, it's not like we want, we'll go out of our way and service. Well, we will, hmm. um, but we try to service the brands we sell because it's easy right. to get parts because we're distributors, you know, but we can look at other machines and um, fix them. So we're, we're, you know, we're actually moving in that direction a little bit too. But so we, we also do training. So we'll, we can sell them equipment. We can train them how to use it. We can sell them coffee. Um, and we've done that a number of places like um, Deborah with Harlem Java House. You know, she came into the shop one day and said, you know, I'm thinking about opening a coffee shop. You know, um, let's do it. They, they actually bought our old espresso machine from us originally. That's really cool. And then yeah. they bought another one since then to Giving replace back that. to the community. That's and incredible. They, when they bought another one from us, they sold that espresso machine to Sheila's bakery. That's incredible. In North Augusta. <laughs> In North Augusta. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so we have, and we've, you know, helped 
sold machines and helped them start, uh, you know, at the Square Cafe in Washington, Georgia. We just helped a new coffee shop open in Waynesboro, which is um, Soul Bean Coffee House, and sold them equipment and training. And we're, there were and also coffee. And coffee. And, you know, we seem to be doing that quite a bit. We've, you know, we've sold um, espresso machines to churches and to hotels and, right. um, Food you know, trucks and yeah, where we're just, you know, so equipment, we have the showroom, uh, we'll have a machine up there that we can, we can actually make coffee on as soon as we get the new Slayer set up, which will probably right. be next week. Cause we moved, we wow. had, a, we had a machine sitting there that we moved so we can put that there in the position where we're going to actually be able to use it. We have a classroom. We do classes. Um, we had sort of stopped those f- during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Right. We're getting ready to start them back up with fewer people, but maybe stack them like have the same class three times in a row mm-hmm. during the day, or maybe right. have our maybe do it so they could take all three take three different classes in a day. Mm-hmm. We're not sure. We just need to. We want to get those cranked back up though, because we have a lot of customers asking about that. Um, so we do training. We have classes for our customers. Um, Latte art. We had the first ever the latte throwdown. art throwdown. We had another one planned for this past year because it was our 10th anniversary year. Right, and, yeah. And Congratulations. Just, That's a you. big deal. Um, but we couldn't do any of the things we had planned because, you know, our first latte art throwdown, that place was packed. We had like 100 people in inside there. there. That's incredible. Insane. It was just great. Um, that's incredible. And they, were, and they were DJ. Packed. And yeah. that's a thing. You, I remember when we were talking last at the roastery on the first time we recorded was that was the first mm-hmm. thing in Augusta, but it's actually everywhere. Oh, it's yeah. a very yeah. popular we have, thing. We have oh, some yeah. people that, are, you know, that work for us that compete. You know, it had been competing. You know, they'd go to... Uh, could you just real quick explain to our listeners what a latte art throwdown is? Well, um, if you come to our, our shop, hopefully you will have latte art on your latte because, you know, we do that on a regular basis. Um, that's part of what we do. Like the heart yeah, with the, the, yeah, with the heart. Okay. Whatever. whatever. Excellent. Um, we have one of our people can do swan, do a swan really well. What? That's what he does the best. Um, somebody who but did a latte a Cthulhu. Throw, throwdown is a, is a competition between baristas where they compete head to head, they have a bracket just like you know, it's like the basketball bracket or whatever, where you know you're paired and you're basically going head to head with that person, and they just move up the bracket until they win. Wow. You know, and, and usually you have either a panel of judges, you know, that judge them. Um, Do they taste the coffee as well? Yeah. Is it no, just this is just the art. Just yeah, the art. But there okay. is that too. There are that aspects of the coffee community right. too, where there's you know brewers cup and there's taster cup and that kind of thing. Um, but barista competitions. But this goes all the way up. To a world championship, yeah, so that's it's, crazy. It's a big deal. Yeah. So, so deal. we're kind of modern day right now. Mm-hmm. We haven't really talked about COVID yet, and I know we'll get there. And we haven't even talked about the second location. Yes. Cyber, right? So let's do that. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the second okay. location. So we'll move. We'll move to there or the third. The whatever. Third, yeah. The the <laughs> well, second and third were about were exactly the same time. Actually, that's Twins. crazy. So yeah, it was crazy. You know, we we had. Talked about doing something at the university at some time, but they're, you know, they're all about um, chains. You know, they have a food service company and they want to have Starbucks and Subway. And Don't get me started. I know. Right. So I hate that. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we won't go too much into that. But, you know, we thought, oh, this new place downtown that's going to be a collaboration with the state and the mm. college. It's like, well, may- maybe that's our, our chance. It's a cyber center. They need coffee. And right. they need coffee. So oh, this yeah. was like an opportunity-driven yeah. situation. And so we went yeah. to the groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I emailed them the next day or <laughs> that day. 
and said, look, if you're going to put a coffee shop in here, we're interested. And, um, you know, it got built so fast, but they, you know, and I circled around back, which is good because apparently they lost my information and couldn't find us, which I thought was weird. That's Um, very weird. Yeah. But, you know, we've been looking for you. It's like, "Mm, I haven't gone anywhere. (laughs) Um, Take a left. So we said, yes, we're still interested. And there were a few other places that were interested. Um, So we actually had to make our pitch, um, make a pitch in front of, you know, we had people from from the state and from the university mm-hmm. and um it came down to you know but and then we had to open you know like pretty quickly right um you know when the when the building opened we needed to open um and then we got into this whole thing a little late you know because mm. they just weren't ready they were so focused on getting that building open because that's what they said they would do um and so we ended up working on the reynolds street property and the cyber center at the same time fortunately the cyber center they you know they took care of all the build out all we had to do was you know fill it up yeah and put some equipment in there and you know tv menus that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um but still we went from having one location that's the hardest part we went from one location to hiring up to have three Three locations locations. right yeah so that was hard because we had been more of a family with our employees right we had longtime employees that had been there for a long time and then some of those left for other opportunities um in other places and other you know and then countries. yeah in other countries and then at the same time we had to hire fill those and hire for everything else mm. so so i'm guessing that wasn't part of the original plan no the the cyber center was not part of the original no. plan. That was it was an opportunity yeah. that right. we were able to take advantage of. Yeah. So let me ask this: Where are we right now in the original plan? It's done. Done. That's it. So wow. we are actually in the process of regrouping. That must be scary when, when, when got, you do everything you wanted to do. When we got to the in, got well, done with now the, what? Yeah, when we <laughs> got done years. with the Reynolds Street property. It's like, wait, we've done. <laughs> everything that, we, that was on our original plan, our four or five steps. It's like, so, and we, so we've been concentrating on trying to improve what mm-hmm. we're doing in our operations and that right. kind of thing for right now. Right. Um, yeah. We've we, had people talk to us about franchising and interesting. I'm sure. And yeah. just like, uh, you know, we're not, we're not there we're yet. We're not there yet. Um, we, feel we, we are, you know, we are at a place where we're, you know, we're helping other places start. Um, and that benefits us too especially if they're using our coffee um, mm-hmm. and, and train and that kind of thing. Um, you know, you know, we could do a, maybe do a licensing kind of thing where it's not, not really a franchise, but you know, we could still help them do that. Um, we're, we're just not sure which direction we're going to go. Like I said, we're concentrating on our operations now right. yeah. and our, our processes to try to get, make sure we get those really, you know, down as best we can. The hard part right now, and we'll probably get to this later is, is hiring. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. now, it's it's really hard. Well, we are, since we're right now in our conversation, we're in the middle of pandemic. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully ha- we're not in the middle really? anymore. Really? Well, I... What? We, yeah, we're pandemic. in a pandemic. <laughs> uh, COVID-19. And so I'm curious, you know, it. when it started, you know, almost a year ago, which <sighs> is crazy to think about, and we're, we're still here, Bona Cafe still exists. So we're curious, you know, how has Yay. your business been during the pandemic you know it's down like most food service businesses right um we at, at the beginning just like everybody else you know we shut down our dining room we we know we, we closed cyber we closed cyber when they stopped school out there mm-hmm. um we we went to um we got a uh 
curbside delivery app. So we added that. We While we were closed down, we immediately added more tables for outside that we could spread out. Well, we took advantage of the fact that the dining room was closed yeah. to do some renovations. Yeah, we did a lot of renovations That's right. Y'all did. That's um, right. Things that in the normal course of business, we would have had to close to do these kinds of things. And mm-hmm. since the dining room was already closed... I think we only had to shut down for, what, four days, yeah. something like that. Well, that's incredible. That's a blessing. And Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, up front to back, top to bottom, we just redid the place. Uh, the first thing we had to do is we had to replace all the floors in the back of house, which involved taking everything out of the kitchen, and the-, the sinks, the ovens, mm-hmm. the refrigerator, everything, and finding places to cram it the, the, we couldn't, <laughs> in the this front. is when there was no seating in, inside right. we were just doing takeout mm-hmm. so the rest of the seating area was packed floor, floor to ceiling, to ceiling yeah. with all of this stuff and so we redid the floors we repainted everything we refinished the hardwood floors we put in new um re- did, redid all of the sinks we redid the bathroom we New lighting, we had new tables and chairs, we had... Uh, new drapes, new... new yeah. Everything, new, new everything. shelves, well, not uh, new repainted everything. We're the front working. of the bar. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's still We're still going, done, so but. during that, you know, of course when we could open back up, we did. We're not, we don't have a drive-thru, mm-hmm. so a lot of places that have drive-thrus or had a, that was a big part of what they did... Has have fared better than we did in that situation because most of our people like to come in and hang out and sit right. down. We do have a lot of people that come in and get stuff and leave too, but and more no more so now. Right. But um, that's what we were doing um, in that time while we were doing the renovations. We're still doing renovations. At the end of last year, we purchased the building. That's a big deal. So wow. that was a huge deal. Oh well, yeah. And okay, we'd already so, done the renovations. And we're, you know, it was Memorial Day weekend. We'd started the renovations. Are we talking 2019 or 2020? 2020. Okay, okay. We'd started these renovations. Memorial Day weekend, we get a a, a text message or, or some kind of yeah, contact from message. our landlord saying, hey, you know, we need to sell the building. Are you guys still interested in buying it? And we're like, well, yeah, absolutely. What kind of time frame are you thinking? He's like, well, we want to get this done in June. It's like, that's next week. Right. <laughs> wow. And but they, they knew all like, along that we wanted, you know, they were, they've always been willing and thinking they were going to yeah. sell it to us anyway. The yeah. timing just hasn't been right. Right. You know, because uh, we're, we're just like, thanks, thanks, COVID. Holy moly. Still not a good time. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> so it was, it was very much a case of, we didn't know if we'd be able to get financing. You know, mm-hmm. it's in the middle of a pandemic. Right and yeah. um, it it was a it was really stressful. There's yeah. just no two ways about it. Until mm-hmm. we got it closed, we were just kind of sweating bullets. And you know, we'd started these renovations, and at that point, it's like, okay, I don't want to put any more money into this until we find out if this is actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, but thank goodness, everything came together. And so it closed in June. No, no. no. <laughs> No, but every, everything's bona. <laughs> no, though, it, right? it closed in November. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah. Wow, so we That's had about crazy. five I mean, months where we were just like, 
<laughs> commercial financing doesn't happen with a snap of your fingers, especially wow. when you get the SBA involved too. So you don't have yeah. the forty-five um, days; you have the yeah. months. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> four to five months. Yeah. So, but that's with crazy. that, right? You know, we financed a little bit extra, and so later this month or the first of next month, they're going to uh, we're going to have start building outdoor covered seating in the front. Love that. That you can get to from the inside. It'll be nice. That's going to be nice. Interesting. And we're going to repave the parking lot. Yeah. Love that. Finally. I know. Love that. I like the gravel. I'm just kidding. I just want to see if my Camry doesn't like the gravel. No. Well, you know, the first big thing that helped that a lot was when we got finally got the city, I shouldn't say like that, to redo the sidewalks because those were where where the biggest problem was. Right. but, you know, there's a couple spaces that we lose when it rains where the water pools True. in there. Yep. And then there's, you know, of course, the sidewalk's a little low now and water pools there. But we can't do anything about that. Um, but so those are a couple yeah. more things that That'll are coming. That would be nice. That's great. That's, so, a, that's excellent. Paved and striped. Ooh, <laughs> nice. I know. Actual parking I, spots. Yeah. Actual parking spots. <laughs> that's yeah. how you know you've made it. <laughs> Drawing the stripes in the, in the pavement. <laughs> okay. No. So, but I want to ask about this. We're, we're, we're in the present day. We've done it. We are. I'm curious if you guys have any kind of like, I know you're at the end of the plan and, and you're reevaluating, but do you have any idea about what might be next for you guys? Well, there's a couple things we're trying to, continue to yes. expand um you know our wholesale mm-hmm. you know we're going to continue to do that um and talk gonna, about the cat thing too okay. when, when we get to that okay. point make sure you talk okay. about that you know and, and a big thing is a lot of people don't know we can service espresso machines so mm-hmm. we're going to get people on schedules to get that done um that kind of thing um you know we need to we're going to continue with our classes and our training Obviously, ramping that up is going to be yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's yeah, and it's all depends on how the pandemic continues. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. it starts to abate and we can start doing some more things again. Mm-hmm. Educating um, the public that yep. that exists. Yes. We, uh, yes. we continue to have people reach out to us about opening new locations. All the time. All the time. We have people who ask us. We'll have real estate agents who send us information is like, mm-hmm. hey, here's this location that would be great for a coffee shop or we'll have someone call us and say, you know, we'd really love for you to open a coffee shop in X. Right. Fill in the blank. And so, I mean, we've got our eye on some locations that uh, whatever we do, I mean, do you want me to talk about this? Just, just to the Don't be specific. Okay. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> where... People do wherever this, we so go. I know, be careful. I know, I know. One or two. <laughs> wherever we go, um, our hey, next our, our next location will have a drive-through. Oh my goodness! So that's that it, changes everything. It really does change everything. Seriously. So yeah, it's a very different kind of a, a business model for a coffee shop. So you know, we've been very you know we're we're thoughtful about these things. We are right. long-range planners. We. We don't we don't make snap decisions on stuff. And we've just spent a lot of money, so right. it's, like, it's like there's not it's not there. I mean, right. there's not money there right this minute to no. open a new place, even if it fell on our feet, unless somebody wants to. Unless smaller. somebody wants to, you know, come along and invest in the business and yeah. you know, hand us what I don't know, hundred thousand dollars, X amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do want to give us that amount of money, uh, is there a website? <laughs> <laughs> 
info at bonacafe.com. There we go. There it is. <laughs> one thing. You, 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 Love that. Two Fs in the cafe. Two one Fs thing. in the cafe. Yes. <laughs> one thing that you should U-O. talk about is our involvement in the community. Yes, yeah. please, please. please do. Yeah. That's always been really important to us. From the from the minute we started the company, we, we knew that we wanted it to be about more than just making money. Um, so we have always had a terrible charitable component to what we do. We are a very small family-owned company. We don't have a lot of money to donate to organizations, um, despite what some people think, because we I get bet. some pretty crazy requests. I bet. Um, we're like, it's just like, have you been here? <laughs> but anyway, um, so we don't have a lot of money that we can donate to local organizations, but we donate a lot of coffee. And whether it's bags of coffee or um, coffee by the cup mm-hmm. or gift cards or gift baskets, that reminds me, I've got one I've got to do for tomorrow. Um, and we come up with we, opportunities yeah. where we can, we can leverage what we do. Sure. Um, do you guys want to talk about some some things you've yeah, done? Well, you, you yeah. could talk. You could talk about the the COVID nineteen blend. Yeah, the stronger um, stronger than COVID nineteen <laughs> blend. That was kind of a one of those things where you go, oh, okay. Um, we'd had a, a group of students from the med school who contacted us about making a donation. They wanted to do these gift baskets for the different departments at AU, mm-hmm. and th- they actually wanted gift cards for the employees. They wanted 1,100 gift cards. And, and that's where I was like, have you been here? So when you talk about, yeah, the requests yeah. that you get. Uh, I was like, wow, okay, I don't even know what. Uh. There's no but reasoning anyway. with med school students. No, no, we love med students. Are you kidding? We They're great love people. Them, love them, love them, okay. And they also need your coffee. They, they really do. Need you we like to say we're doing our part for the future of healthcare because we have so many med school students come in and study in the coffee shop. And doctors. So, and doctors. They we come in and get coffee. Absolutely love them. Um, so when we got the request, we, I mean, we wanted to figure out a way that we could do it. And it's like, I, I can't give you 1100 gift cards, but, but they were going to do 15 different baskets, one for each of these departments. And I said, I can give you a bag of coffee mm-hmm. that we, you can put in each one of the baskets. And so we did the coffee, we ground it, we put it in a bag and we were trying to figure out, it's like, well, what do we want to call this? Cause we do a lot of custom labeling. We'll come up with cool names. And, um, and so, um, I, we didn't want to just give them a generic coffee. We wanted it to be something special. So right. like, so we, we called it stronger than COVID-19 blend. That's great. And you know, cause coffee's strong. It's kind of right. so, absolutely. And I put it, I did a post on Facebook with a picture and it's like, Hey, you know, we just like, here's these 15 bags. These are going over to AU and you know, we love our healthcare workers and thanks so much for all you're doing. And the next thing we know, our Facebook page is blowing up from people who want to buy it. And it was like, this wasn't something we even sold. Right. I was like, it's just something you that I now. put it's <laughs> something I put a sticker on to send over to the hospital. And it's like, um, okay. And the next thing we know, we're selling stronger than COVID nineteen blend. And it's like, okay, I feel a little bit weird making money off of this. Um, because, you know, 
it's you know it's the pandemic and um you know we want to keep our doors open obviously Uh, that would be a good thing i can't blame you for that yeah but at the same time it's like i we really felt very very strongly that we needed some kind of a charitable component for selling this this particular blend of coffee and Mm -hmm. So the first thing was that people could have an option. They could either buy it for themselves or they could buy a bag to donate to a first responder. So there was that aspect to it. And then the second thing was, it's like, okay, we're going to donate a portion of the proceeds. And we we looked around to see if there was a good nonprofit here in town. And we wound up going with the, um, the community foundation here in town had its COVID-19 emergency response fund. Okay. So it's like here's the money, you decide what to do with it. Right. Um, so that's what we did. And, that's excellent. Thank um, you so much for doing that. Oh, Seriously. see, and there was, there was a couple of times when we just brewed a whole bunch of coffee, like five gallons of coffee. We had these big insulated servers that hold five gallons, and we just took it over to AQ. It's like, that's excellent. Here, you know, you guys are working around the clock, and you're exhausted, and we just, what else, how can we help you? Right. We're just... And, and that's that's a really cool thing that that you uh, put yourself in the position that you can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other big thing that we do is with Lindale, uh, which is a local nonprofit that works with develop, developmentally disabled adults, and they have a great program. They've been here in Augusta since I think 1954. They're kind of under the radar, mm. and I mean they win awards for the excellence of their service that they provide to their clients, and they don't get as much attention and support as some other nonprofits that are better known. Mm-hmm. So we just really love what they're doing. And so we, we made a decision in 2019 that our annual holiday blend, our holiday roast, which we only sell from Thanksgiving through the new year, that we would donate a portion of that to Lindale and that we would, we would match uh, whatever we sold in terms of the donation. That's awesome. And so we did that again this year, and um, people love, love, love the holiday roast. I don't know if it's the gold bag, it's shiny, ooh, it's, you know. Um, but we sell a lot of holiday roasts, and so we've, uh, we've got a nice check that we're going to be able to, to, to give to them, um, hopefully in the next week or so. It's written. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, and, that's awesome. And then the other thing that we're doing right now... Um, we wanted to do, for our 10th anniversary, we wanted to do a new T-shirt because okay. we, hadn't done a new, we hadn't done a T-shirt in a long time. And we were bouncing around ideas. What do we want to do on the T-shirt? And one of our employees said, you should put your dog on it because uh, we have a great dog. Did you get to meet our dog? No. Okay. No, we did not. All right. Anyway, so we have an Australian Shepherd. Her name is Ori. And she's, I saw a picture. Yeah. You okay. showed us a picture. So anyway, um, Ori's, we adopted Ori through a rescue group called Australian Shepherds Forever. Forever. F-U-R-E. Love that. Forever. And so John had taken a picture of Ori shortly after we got her. It was this really goofy looking picture. She was wearing one of our caps and had this big smile on her face. And we took that picture and gave it to Leanne. Johnson, I think Johnson's her last name. She's the designer at Mod Inc. And she turned we it We love them. We love yeah, them. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes, yes. So she turned it into this fabulous cartoon. And we put that on the t-shirt and then um, it's like, okay, this is just awesome. Right. So the t-shirt and then it's like, ooh, we should do button, we should do stickers and pins. And it's like, 
well, we need to do a blend of coffee. Oh, yeah, we need to do that. So anyway, it's all under the umbrella of totally awesome, and awesome is A-U-S-S-O-M-E, awesome, Australian. That's great, right. So, and a portion of the proceeds from that goes to Australian Shepherds Forever, which is a national rescue group that's dedicated to Australian Shepherds. They do have a local presence here in the CSRA and throughout Georgia and the Southeast. And, um, but, uh, so it's really the first time we've worked with a, like a national organization, but, um, at, at first, John was a little dubious. He goes, I don't know about this. He goes, we're putting off a lot of resources into something that's had a picture of a dog on it. And it doesn't really have anything to do with coffee. And he's like, I hope nah. people like it. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like no, people have gone insane over oh, all yeah. of this stuff with Ori. And she is our, our official mascot. She's a great spokes dog. <laughs> Love um, that. She comes and greets people at the at the roaster. She hangs out there. She has a bed in the in my John's office. office. And she has dog toys over there that she runs around with. And um, but yeah, she's a she's a sweet dog. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with John and Pat to drop the diss and close this episode out. If you have made it this far, do not go anywhere. I mean that. These answers are really, really good and definitely worth listening to. But first, I have the unique, distinct pleasure of talking to you guys about a great, awesome, lots of adjectives here, new sponsor. And that is the Edgar's Hospitality Group. Now, the really great thing about us and Edgar's is that we are trying to do very similar things in Augusta. From Drop the Disc, we are really big on community activism, getting people out there, trying to do what we can to grow this community. And Edgar's is really based around the mission of Goodwill. Goodwill is the parent company of the Edgar's Hospitality Group. Edgar's Hospitality includes Edgar's uh, restaurant off of Furious Ferry. They operate the Snelling Center out of that location as well, as well as the Pinnacle Club and, of course, Edgar's Above Broad. So let's make sure we support groups that support Augusta. Edgar's is definitely one of those groups. And stay tuned because our relationship with them is going to allow us to make some really cool announcements for them in the future. Edgar's Hospitality Group, the beginning of a great relationship. Learn more about them at www.edgarshospitality.com. So there's one more animal-related <laughs> thing that you guys have oh, kind yeah. of gotten into. Polar opposite, actually. From yes, a dog. Yes. That's that's accurate. Um, tell us about this this cat thing. I don't want to like. I want you to tell us. I don't want to say anything. Tell us okay. about what's going on. There's a new so, drink coming out. Yeah, we have a new drink. Um, at least for right now, it's called Cat's Cold Brew Cream. Um, back in November, I went to a chamber event, their Women in Business signature event, mm-hmm. and had about a five-minute conversation with the general manager of Fox 54. And it was just kind of like, hey, nice to meet you. And then not too long after that, we get an email saying that they have this opportunity that they want to talk to us about. Um, The Fox Network had a new show debuting in January called Call Me Cat. And it stars Maya Bialik, who was on Big Bang Theory. Mm -hmm. She played Amy... Vera Fowler. Yeah, I was thinking, is it Fowler Farrell? No. Um, but anyway, so she has it, this new... That's Sheldon's... Yeah, Sheldon's, Sheldon's wife. Wife, yes. Um, and so she has this new show about a woman who 
uh, leaves an unsatisfying career and opens a cat cafe. Uh, yes, those, that's really a thing. There are cat cafes. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. And so she, as part of the promotion for this show, the Fox Network um, talked to their local affiliates about partnering with a local coffee shop and doing, they did a special cup sleeve. They had the Call Me Cat, mm -hmm. all their... Whatever the yeah, stuff the, was. Yeah, their photo on it. And they did some social media promotion. They came out to the shop and did a live stand-up. It started at like five o'clock in the morning. Um, and but it's, I mean, just just this wonderful um, promotion for for our shop, really. And at the time, we were working on a new drink, mm -hmm. and we were getting ready to debut it after the first of the year. As soon as the holidays were over, we were going to roll this out. And it was a, a drink with uh, cold brew ice cubes and some heavy cream and a couple of syrups, uh, hazelnut syrup and a Grand Marnier uh, syrup. And so I was like, okay, cats love cream. <laughs> so we thought hey, why don't we debut it on the day that the show debuts, which was January 3rd, I think. So and two weeks ago today. Uh, no, right? no, just like last Sunday. Um, Dude, a week ago today, yeah. January as of 6th, the poster, right? Like three days ago. <laughs> uh, I'm losing my mind. Oh, that's true, mind. that's true. Okay. A week ago today. Yeah, all right, yes. you're thinking ahead. Yes. I like I'm that. I'm trying my best. That. <laughs> it hurts, honestly. Um, yes. So anyway, we decided we would... Uh, I... I contacted the folks at Fox 54 and said, okay. what would you think about this if, you know, we had this new drink and we could call it Cat's Cold Brew Cream? And they just thought it was the coolest thing. So, yeah, so we debuted Cat's Cold Brew Cream. And by the way, it's fantastic. Oh, I'm glad you like it. It's so good. I have not had it, and I will have it tomorrow. It honestly tastes, and honestly, we may need to do something up here with that drink and Zach McCabe. Oh, with all equal parts. Some kind of all equal Ooh, parts, like do the, cocktail do the alcohol thing. version of yes. it. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a great idea. And if we do that, we'll have you guys up here to make sure it does it justice, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Absolutely. or we can at least we can show you the non-alcoholic version of it. And we the non-alcoholic yeah. version is so good by yeah, itself. It's it's pretty. <laughs> I'm excited. It, it's pretty addictive. <laughs> so I think we're I think we're getting to this point, Chris. Yes. Chris is about to take us out with a drop the disc question presented by Tranner Gray Media. Tranner Gray Media is a really great company. They're located in Evans. They do marketing, especially videos and production and all this really cool stuff. And they are partnering with us at Drop the Disc to present our Augusta Rocks series, which will be in a concert venue near you very soon. DM us at Drop the Disc Pod if you have any questions and for Tranner Gray, check them out for your next video or any marketing questions at trannergray.com. I first want to say this whole time I've been sitting here thinking, y'all did not start out as business owners, no. nor did you start out with really making coffee. Y'all completely started your life with journalism, photography, yep. uh, traveling the yep. world for your job. <laughs> yep. And then you had to you landed in Augusta because of unfortunate situations, and then started a business, thriving business, educating people, doing things for the community. Yep. I want to say that this has been going through my head. I know it's going through everybody <laughs> else's head for real, which is why I'm super excited because y'all have been everywhere for the most part outside of Augusta. If someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about this city, what would your response be? 
And I'd like y'all to answer this separately, not together. Let's let's start with Pat because we started with John for the questions. Okay. I'm going to tell you the story of when we moved to Augusta, when we found out we were moving to Augusta. Okay. We were living in Athens, loved it there, planned on living there the rest of our lives. If you had given me a list of 100 places I wanted to live, Augusta wasn't even on the list. I sobbed. I was heartbroken about leaving Athens and coming to Augusta. I remember I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone. Um, I was crying and told her we were moving to Augusta. And she's like, it's all right. God's got a plan. God's got a plan. Hmm. And I, I literally said to her, well, God's plan sucks. <laughs> and I, I just was... <laughs> I did not want to come here. Right. This was not, I mean, after we moved here and people would ask me where I lived, I was apologizing. It's just like, um, I thought the level of, um, I mean, I'm just going to be real here. Um, we had lived in South Florida for 20 years, a very, um, international community, very mm -hmm. diverse community. My friends had, my kids had friends from all over the world and we loved that. And then we moved to Athens, which was a big college town. Again, mm -hmm. a very international, very diverse community, loved it. We moved to Augusta and I was like, I've never been anywhere that is as racist as this community is. And it just broke my heart. And it's like, this is why I feel like we're 15 years behind where we should be because there's just, this division in this community, and I just like, uh, it was just so in your face. Um, and it was hard, it was hard to, hard to deal with. And so yeah, I would have been among the people who, was, who, who had a negative impression of Augusta. Um, and there was a there was a point. Well, when John got laid off again in 2011, and it's like there's nothing to keep us here anymore. We can leave. You know, but um, so it's a. I, I had actually thought about starting a blog whenever we moved here called the Reluctant Augustan, um, because I did not want to be here in any way, shape, or form. I was miserable. Um, ooh, sorry. Um, but over time. You know, we found our place, and coffee really played such a big part of that. And we've met so many wonderful people who have embraced us and um, have been so generous and so um, welcoming, mm -hmm. welcoming. And so I'm, I'm probably one of the biggest supporters of this community now. I, st I still spend a lot of time on the phone talking to people in different parts of the country right. because I still have some freelance work that I do. And I'm always telling people about, you know, Augusta is way more than just the masters and there's so much to do here and it's such a neat community and the food culture is really thriving and there's all this great, um, um, oh, the music scene here, it just... Amen. Blows yeah, my yeah, mind. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling people, it's like, you know, people know about James Brown, but do you know about Jesse Norman? And do you know about mm -hmm. Wycliffe Gordon? And mm, do you know right. about um, Lady Antebellum? And, and it's like, 
there's all this amazing music here. There's all this amazing art here. There's all this creativity. Mm-hmm. And um, you just, you see so much happening with the redevelopment of downtown and cyber coming in and the difference that that's making. Um, you really see the community coming together in some pretty amazing ways. And so, yeah, you know, you hear some people sometimes like, oh, I don't, you know, there's nothing to do here. You know, it's like, how can you say that? There's so much to do here. Um, so, yeah, for someone who would say something negative about Augusta, it's like, you don't know the real Augusta. You, mm-hmm. you haven't given it a chance. And um, let me show you the real Augusta. I'm, I'm for some unknown reason, well, uh, hospitality is kind of at the core of who I am. And so people are saying, well, you know, I'm thinking about coming. It's like, oh, yeah, come on over. I'll I'll be your unofficial tour guide. I can right. take you around yeah. and show you all the best the restaurants. that's the attitude. That's the way so, to approach it. So it's um, one of the things that, that you, sometimes you'll see on, um, on Facebook, you'll have people say, what does Augusta need? What mm-hmm. business does Augusta need that it doesn't have? It? And you'll have all of these people who's like, oh, we need a Dave & Buster's. We need a Cheesecake Factory. We need a, you know, fill in the blank of something that exists somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. And the point that I've made continually is you don't go to Savannah to eat at the Cheesecake Factory. You don't go to Charleston to go to Dave & Buster's. You go to those places because they have very unique right. cultures and you can... You Local go to, cultures. You go to places that you can only go to there. Right. It is, it's, it's the destination. If we want Augusta to be something more than just, you know, a couple of exits off of I-20 and that is like every other metropolitan area along the interstate we have to focus on building up the local businesses i think you guys are doing a lot for that yeah so well we certainly hope that we are we feel like we are and we do a lot to collaborate with other businesses and try to support them we're asking people to buy local from us so Mm. we make a point of buying local from other companies Mm -hmm. but it's it's just hugely important for us to focus on the things that make Augusta unique. Um, I got real excited when I saw the, about the grant program with the um, the art, the sculpture. Yes, 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 yes. How cool is that? And it's like Super random, cool. but it sounds so like such a good idea. Cool. Right. And you know all of the the efforts to focus on the commons and incorporate mm. into the river right. and draw that in and the 5th street bridge we just think that's the coolest thing ever cuz it's right around the corner from the right. roster mm-hmm. the, <laughs> everything that's happening with the ballpark in north augusta mm-hmm. which i don't care what anybody says it's part of augusta oh absolutely so you know you can walk there from here yeah so We've been trumpeting that. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yeah, there's a lot of things that um, we've been here. It's hard to believe that we've been here going on 12 years. Wow. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this is home. This is home now. And That's awesome. It's uh, almost a polar opposite. Absolutely. From, oh, yeah. Total yeah. polar yeah. opposite. Which is awesome. 
We wanted so. to hear that. We were waiting to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He's like, he's and sitting here sigh. going, he's like sitting here like, oh my gosh, what is she talking about? That's funny. Well, I'm excited to hear about right. John's answer. Um, you don't have to be as long. I'm just kidding. Maybe, maybe we should have let <laughs> you go kidding. first, John. I can't follow just that. Just kidding. That's hard to follow. <laughs> but but Because we, we're so much the same. Right. We're so... Integrated. We, if you can but, tell during the podcast, yeah. we answer each other's yeah yeah questions. But please, but, please start so, with your initial reaction of Augusta okay. yeah, because yeah, that yeah. was original question yeah. I had earlier. My, my, <laughs> what was the question? My my original reaction. Of course, my first introduction to Augusta was coming here to work at the Masters. Okay. Okay. But um, you know, to help the the people at the Chronicle. So when when you know. The, the hard part was when um, they put me up to stay here. It was in that little hotel right there where you had to walk by the strip club. Is to that get the Ramada? No to the newspaper. No, the across the street. Oh, I see. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was my first introduction to Augusta. <laughs> okay, okay. But it was really at the Masters. Right. Okay. And, um, you know, which is, which if you, you know, if you can go once in your life, that's, you know, very nice. It's just, you know, yeah. it's just a beautiful place. Um, and it does a lot for the community too, but, but really I didn't have a negative impact. You know, it was a place for me to go for a new job mm-hmm, right. and, you know, and I, my first, the first place I ate when I came, well, for when I came for the masters, even before I even worked here or lived here, you know, I was taking a nacho mama's. Um, okay. Okay. When I came to interview for the job that was open, they took me to Nacho Mama's. Was, <laughs> was that weird. was that Derek so, that took you there? No, no. Oh, but so, so, it's like, so it's like <laughs> must be so, a thing. <laughs> so my first three trips to Augusta, I ate at Nacho Mama's every time, and it wasn't because I was this where they took me. But you know, that's where the photographers like to hang out, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you know, there was there was downtown still. Um, well, it still needs work. Right. Yeah. Um, but none of the things, you know, when I heard some of the negative things about Augusta, it's like, I mean, I don't see that. Mm. I mean, I walk, you know, I'm, I'm there, you know, the, when, whenever there's crime everywhere, I think there's crime. Um, the more, bigger the city, the more yeah, And crime. I think, and I think some of the suburbs here without naming anything has actually more and worse crime than Augusta, but they, people just don't seem to. Behind closed doors yeah. type situation. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and I, and I've walked, you know, the first time I went to New York City, you know, I was on assignment and it's like people warned me. It's like, oh, it's, you know, be careful. You know, it's like, and I, I felt more comfortable walking down through downtown, you know, in Times Square in the middle of the night. There were, you know, there was nothing there that really, you know, you don't go down a dark alley. You know, that's when the things happen bad. Right. You know, it's right. three o'clock in the morning where you're not supposed to be. That's the crimes you hear about. Well, you were also in a civil war in yeah, Haiti. Yeah, yeah, well, we, you know, <laughs> I've done a lot of things. But, <laughs> so, yeah, nothing really phases me too much. But, you know, there, there were a lot more shops um, mm. that were, were not were boarded up. You know, Things have changed a lot since you guys got here. They have, and we've always, you know, after we opened our shop in uh, Somerville area, the mm. Hill area, you know, we always wanted to be part of downtown. Yeah. I mean, we love downtown. We've always loved downtown. We come down here all the time, not as much now um, because of the pandemic, but right. we, we spent a lot of time down here. A lot of things are, are you know, so we were, we were really looking when we were doing the roaster, we wanted to be downtown. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have a presence downtown. Um, 
I think there's a lot more we can do. Um, mm. We've always been a, an advocate for downtown. I think things are changing now. I mean, we have Gransky records. We, yeah. we, we miss, mo- we miss that cool. he moved away from Central, but he's downtown now. I think it's great. Right. Um, you know, he set up our little record uh, nook at Reynolds. We have a, you know, a turntable and speakers, and he set that up there. Love that. Um, but, you know, again, collaborations with people. Um, so I, I don't, I never had the, the negative you know, I, I hear what people say, and it's like, you know, a lot of that's from people that don't even venture downtown. Mm. It's like mm. they don't, they don't, they don't come here. I, I don't know. They should try it. The restaurants are great. Um, we have a lot of restaurant customers downtown. Another reason why we wanted to be downtown. We we love we love that. Um, we we most of the restaurants we go to, which not as many lately, just because we don't go out much yet. Right. But um, you know. Are, are the restaurants that we, you know, that are our customers downtown. Um, and not to mention a, a brewery that y'all collaborated yeah, with. Yeah, and, Wire you know, Dynamite, yeah, Savannah River Brewery. Yeah, yeah. That used to plug. be my pregame drink, by the way. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty amazing. It's, it's pretty yeah, amazing. It's really good. so good. Um, it is very good. And those good. are your beans yeah. in a beer. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, and I, I think I still have a six-pack squirreled away somewhere hidden in my house. Of course. Someday you'll <laughs> hang them up on a wall. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, like the l- long time ago when... Uh, Billy Carter had his beer, you know. There you um, go. <laughs> yeah, we have our logo on the can. It's great. That's so um, cool. It was a great collaboration. We yeah. collab- try to collaborate as much as we can, and um, it anything that we can do to promote downtown, we will we will do. And yeah, we'll we have a collaboration with the Miller Theater. We have a a, a blend of coffee for them. It's called the Backstage Blend. That's awesome. Yeah. Y'all have a collaboration with a uh, pie hole yep. as well. Yeah. yeah, and so a lot yeah. of what we do, you know, we do. Um, for our restaurants, we do custom blends of coffee. Right. I mean, we, so that's that's a big part of what we do. You know, we'll get the the owner, the chef, front of house manager, whoever mm. they want to have, and we'll have a coffee tasting. We'll come up with a blend of coffee just for them. We have a number of custom blends of coffee out there from places like the Wilcox Hotel and the Frog Hollow Hospitality Group, and you know, there's just we just have a bunch of them. That's, um, that's really exciting. And, and I do want to go ahead and say, when you guys have more future collaborations and cool things going on that you want to talk about, we would encourage you, come on up here, sit down with us. Let's have another conversation. Let's okay. talk about some cool stuff that's going on. We do, we do have, you know, you're talking about our future plans. We actually yeah. do have a future plan that we're not ready to talk about yet. Let us know when you but, are. You know, we're, yes. uh, it could be a... Uh, oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you I'm sitting here it. thinking, it's like, what is You will love it. About? Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, I want to ask you one quick question, <laughs> sure. and then we're going to sign off. What is it about the coffee you make that's so good? People love the coffee you make. What is it about this coffee? Well, I mean, What's one secret? of the big things, a lot of people don't know specialty coffee very well, but it... it the freshness of it is is a big thing. If people are used to drinking what they buy in the grocery store, it's six, nine, 12 months old. Yes. You know, um, and coffee, you know, you, you need to drink it the week it was roasted or the second week or, you know, within a month. Um, and, and if you keep it whole bean, it stays good longer, but mm-hmm. not longer than that. Um, but it's the care we take in roasting it. Um, I used to roast every bit of coffee that we've done. You know, we have a roaster now. Um, I still roast sometimes. Oh, but I have somebody that does that. I, I'm spending more time with the business, but it's, you know, I think it's the care we take with the coffee. Um, and we, you know, we're constantly taking newly roasted fresh coffee over to central. So it's all, I mean, it's literally not usually more than a few days old over there. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just fresh. We, we source good quality coffee from around the world. Um, 
and that's a big part of it. Um, you're going to see, you've been seeing new coffees introduced that are in different colored bags that are more expensive. You know, we're trying to introduce people into to some, some even more expensive coffees that we get. Um, you know, we're trying to, you know, still price our coffee fairly, but, of course, you know, right. as it's, as it costs more, we have to charge more. Right. And, and that doesn't scare people. I mean, they, they're, they really like to, you know, um, your client wants coffee. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pat, John Curry, founders of Bona Cafe, international reporters, by the way, and photographer, <laughs> and photographer, uh, what Pulitzer nomination? Is that, that's what you got? Three of them? You guys are incredible. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Oh, thanks, thanks so much for having us. And thank you all for tuning in to this production of the Drop the Disc podcast. Don't forget we're recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. Check Augusta Podcast out at AugustaPodcast.com and check us out at AugustaPodcast.com slash Drop the Disc. And before I throw it to Chris with Around Augusta, let me take this opportunity really quickly to thank all of the sponsors that you may not hear about every single episode, but that do contribute so much to what we do, including Second City Distilling, uh, Dirty Girl Cocktail Mixers. Uh, Don't forget about Zach McCabe with All Equal Parts. And while you won't hear about them as often in our podcast anymore... Keep in mind, The Little Guide to Augusta is a really great local company. Our picture will still be in that book next year. And so let's make sure we support all these local businesses and more. But that's enough from me. Let's throw it to Chris for Around Augusta. Hey guys, this is Chris with your Around Augusta segment. I've got two really cool things that I want to talk about. But real quick, let me tell you what Around Augusta is. Basically, it's an opportunity for me to see what's going on in Augusta and tell you what I think is really cool. And that's really how Drop the Disc started, so I really wanted to keep it going. I've got two things on the docket, and I have to first shout out David Bash for sending me this link. U-Haul names top 25 United States growth cities for 2020. We can all know that I'm about to tell you Augusta, Georgia is on that list, but real quick, U-Haul names a growth city by calculating the net gain of one-way U-Haul trucks entering a city versus leaving the city in one calendar year. So out of the top 25 growth cities, there are five southeastern cities, and Augusta, Georgia is number 22. I think that's super cool. Out of the entire U.S. that people using U-Haul a lot of one-way trips to Augusta, Georgia this year, which is incredible. Thank you, U-Haul, for putting out that information. Number two, you know, most people don't really want to shout out the commission because really it's we're just uneducated about what they're doing. But right now, I want to shout out the commissioners in Augusta, Georgia. Um, they recognized how small businesses have been closing down during COVID and then reopening up later. And they realized that, so they are waiving the alcohol license fees for 2021. In fact, if businesses have already paid their alcohol license fee for 2021, they are getting their money back. This is incredible. If you don't know how much alcohol licenses are for this city, please look it up or ask your friend that owns a business. We're talking about thousands of dollars that they don't have to worry about this year. Thank you so much, Commission, for looking out for our city. Y'all have a great week. Can't wait to see y'all for y'all to listen to me next week on Drop the Disc Podcast.